Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. here and welcome to Reasons to be Joyful. This week's guest is a singer, songwriter, musician and all-round lovely bloke. You'll probably know him as the frontman of the band Keen and also from his solo work. Yes, I'm talking about Tom Chaplin. He's also, as we learn in this episode, a keen fisher. Enjoy! Yeah, 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 yeah! Um, Tom, you've just blown my mind. Right. Tom Chaplin, what do you mean when you're on stage performing, there's no, you can't hear anything? What do you mean? Yeah, well, it's it's called, I think it's called a dry or a dead stage. That's a sort of the... That's really, that's put me, that's sad. It is a bit sad, but it actually, I mean, especially if you're playing bigger venues, it's, it's um, it makes life a lot easier. So, so you have these kind of moulded... Earpieces. Oh, I see. You kept, there is music. People aren't miming. Oh no! <laughs> oh, I thought that's what I thought. Nobody's actually playing their like, instruments. All the amps. Most of the amps that you'll ever see on a stage these days. There's nothing coming out of them. So the old days, you used to be on it's, stage, and the music would come back at you, and you, the singer would have. You'd have monitor. You'd have wedges. You know the old-fashioned things. So someone like Paul McCartney, he still likes to use those, but most. Most bands these days, they don't, they just, you, you, everything kind of goes directly into various gadgets and it just comes through your ears. So it sort of, it's, it makes the sound easier to manage for, for the for the guys doing the front of house mix and for the guys doing your, your I had no idea. It's, but that's yeah. so weird for somebody who watches it, obviously. Yeah. In case you didn't know, I'm not a musician or a front right. man from a band. Yeah. Um, but... But, but if you, these it, days, if you stand on the side of stage, it's it's a pretty soulless experience because you can't. There's not. There's no. All you can hear is the sound of the drum kit. Sorry to be really stupid, but how come? <laughs> if I was standing side stage, our, yeah. Will, our engineer, is looking at me, going, "Oh, she doesn't know this." Joe, the producer, <laughs> they're laughing at me. Yeah. So if I was just me standing yep. at the side of your gig, I would only. Hear, could I hear you singing? Probably not. No. No, you'd probably just hear the drum kit, and that's about it. Everything else is just what's called DI, so it just goes straight into oh, a, a sort of they digital are desk. Changing. Yeah, they are. They are. <laughs> do you still love performing, though? Is that your thing? I do love it. I find it. Um, it well, it's interesting because just take today for example. <laughs> I've sort of I'm, I got I was down in Kent. I dropped the kids off at school. I, I, I left the house and my wife just looked at me. She said, look at the state of your trousers. Look What's at the state what? of your... I'm looking at your... Well, they, I've kind of spent the train journey kind of scrubbing off all the bits of snot that my... Oh, lovely. Three, Not yours. Three-year-old okay. wife. Okay, your three-year-old. Yes, Not my three-year-old. He's at that height where... He likes he just, to wipe your trousers. He, yeah, he uses <laughs> my trousers as a, a <laughs> handkerchief. Um, so, yeah, and, and, you know, I'm sort of on countryside mode and I've been writing a lot. 
so she was like, look, look at the state of your hair. Because you know, please tell your wife your hair looks. You've got a good hair day. <laughs> no, Actually, I when I walked exactly. in and saw you, I thought he's got a good hair day. Yeah, you think? Yeah, yeah, good oh, hair day. I felt I had to kind of almost rescue it from disaster this morning. But anyway, imagine you on the train, so... rubbing, scratching the snot off, <laughs> yeah. spitting in your hands to get your hair looking good. Don't worry, it's worked. I wouldn't have yeah, known. Well, thank goodness this is this is sort of radio podcast land because <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not feeling feeling my most presentable. We'll have to take a photo of you later. Oh God, <laughs> you can stand in the shadows. Um, uh, so writing then is yes. where that's where your head is at the moment. Uh, it is really, yeah. I've sort of, and it, and it's one of those. Is once you're into that space, it's very obsessive. So I mean, I, you know, I, I <laughs> my kids, my wife, they, 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 they'll find me, sort of sitting somewhere, and they'll ask me a question, and all they'll get is a kind of blank face because my thoughts are entirely. Consumed by lyric writing. My husband doesn't write songs, but he's like that when the girls and I ask him anything. Well, yes, yeah, it's also Is a handy excuse? excuse for just being vacant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like that. So you're yeah. forever. So do you, um, as corny as it sounds, you know, when you're walking around and you're away from the kids mm. and your wife right now and you're sitting on the train wiping off the snot, yeah. would a song come yes. to you there? Oh, it really does. Oh, well, I've been I listening to demos actually as well and thinking. That's rubbish. That needs improving. Oh, I should change. I mean, and it becomes it's, it's like a sort of it's an it's almost like a never ending puzzle that you're trying to figure out. You're trying to sort of rearrange the pieces, you know, to 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 get something that feels pleasing. And it oh, that's yeah. And then the, the thing is, is that it's very obsessive. Once you're into that mindset, you're just trying, trying, trying to finish stuff. And then you get about probably about. Anything between five minutes and a day where you think, oh, I cracked it. And then you're then you're moving on to the next. Are you a perfectionist then? Uh, I, I don't know whether it's perf- being a perfectionist, but I like things. I like to sort of complete stuff. I like things to feel like they work. But as soon as that, I mean, I think that's the nature of being creative. Is that, you know, you, you, you finish doing something... And it's not about the result because then you just want to get back into the process again. You want to just start, oh, I just want to start something new or, or, or that's given me the confidence to try this or that. You know, it's never really, you never really feel like you're finished. But like that's quite like for creative, that's a nice way to be because yeah. then there's always something yes. more and always something more. Yeah. So back to the performing then. Mm. Do, do you enjoy performing? Oh, sorry. Yes, that was yes. We never got to the no, end no, of no, that, did no. We? I like um... the I like the route that we went. That's fine. <laughs> so I th- yes, I do, I do. But I suppose what I was going to say was that I have this. I have almost like a double life, really, because I have this all this time at home live in this little cottage in the countryside and I'm with the kids a lot. I'm doing a lot of kind of um, very sort of mundane home life stuff. Um, and then there's this other side of me. It's just like where I have to go out on stage and, you know, posture and um, sing these songs and be very emotive and be very kind of extrovert, I suppose. And and I find it really hard to change from one thing to the other, and um, so whenever there's a sort of tour or yeah, 
or sort of a promotion of an album looming, I kind of, it does give me the fear. Yeah, it's like, can I, do, can I really do this? Is, am I capable of it? And of course, once you're in the swing of it, it's, it's, yeah, you say, oh, okay, yeah, I can do it. And of course, it is lovely and it's enjoyable. But there's also, like, in the mode I'm in now, I'm thinking, oh, the idea of yeah. being a performer or I get, being completely a, get very that. scary. What's so interesting is, though, for people who aren't performers, they'll look at you, and I'm going to quote Robbie Williams because he's been on this podcast and I, I, I know Rob very, very well, and, and other uh, from, and Ed, you know, all of these people who I've interviewed and who I know um, will all say the same thing. It's like yeah. that fear. And actually, deep down inside, you're quite shy people. Yeah. You've gone through stuff. Yeah. Um, and and you have to get back out there and go, hey, look at me. Mm. And there is that sort of your shoulders go round. It was interesting. Yeah. I saw you doing exactly <laughs> what Rob always does. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. And then you go into show yeah. mode the minute you're out there with the audience. Because you, you do feed off an audience, yeah. surely, like they do as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's exhilarating, of course. Um, but, it's yeah, I feel like every time I do it, I have to sort of sort of put on this thick skin the armor yeah, yeah. and and to sort of almost adopt a, a persona um and i think particularly also as you get older that becomes harder to do and also because i think i know myself better these days and i like myself more and so the yes! idea <laughs> yeah. love you saying that Tom. but so the so the idea of kind of becoming this other person is also can also feel sort of faintly ridiculous as well. It's like, oh my god, I've got to be that guy again. You know? So that guy, are you that guy that you were back then, before all everything that's happened, and you know yourself now, like you said, and we'll, we'll talk about that after. But but are you that guy again? Are you the keen guy, that you, uh, very young keen guy, or are you the showman that? You well, have? I think I'm a better showman now than I was twenty years ago, and I think. That's because I just, there, there is, despite the fact to say, you know, there's a lot to kind of, um, there's, there's a sort of shift in uh, persona that has to happen in order to get to that place. Nevertheless, so everything I've learned, everything I've experienced, I think still feeds into that. So I feel much more comfortable on stage as well. That's I can fantastic. be more myself, you know, I try to chat to the audience in a much more authentic way than I ever used to. Um, so I love yeah, that. So I have learned learned from it. From, yeah, but you were you, you were so young. Yeah, and you yeah. started out doing this when you were so young. That of course all the stuff, the stuff is yeah is more likely to happen. It's quite. Yes. I mean, you were thrown. You were yeah. thrust and thrown yeah. into the limelight. Like we were a so lot clueless. Of, <laughs> we yeah. were so clueless. But understandably so. Yeah. Well, we. I think the thing was we dreamed of this life and we looked up to other bands and oh that's what we want to do who did you look up to then think we want to be like them uh u2 rem like bands who had that kind of big epic presence and so yeah and so the songs and the writing and everything about what we did was sort of geared towards that but I don't think any of us have thought what will it actually feel like Mm. if we get there because I feel like there are certain people who have an understanding of what that's going to be like before they get there, or they they have the. Do you think well, so? I, yeah, because really? right, well, here's a good example. Like we we in the late nineties, we used to play gigs in London with Coldplay, and Tim and Chris were good mates. They were met at university, and you could just tell. You could tell Chris, he was 
there was a part of him that was so right to 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 sort of go out onto that on that track and end up where they did um almost like a bit of a um well let's how do i say this in a in a nice way but i did, yeah like a kind of um <laughs> it's like almost like, I, i'm not saying chris is a sociopath but there's a sort of sociopathic quality of like i can do this i have total sort of self belief and be yeah, very focused and um you could just tell and a kind of a natural charisma a natural energy you know, when I even doing little tiny gigs in, you know, to 20 people or whatever, you'd see him and he'd just have this this knack and this ability to 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 cope with the situation. Whereas we, yeah, I think we we really struggled with that as a band. I think more so when, you know, years ago, but now mm. uh, you've got it's it's ruthless the yeah. judgment you're getting from every area and then you've got not only have you got press and not only have you yeah. got tv radio podcasts but you've got every single person with their phone yeah. taking videos of you yeah. judging you judging your performance judging your looks judging everything mm. it's just too much I, I don't know if anybody that's why i said when you said that i don't know if anybody can be ready for that no maybe well maybe not maybe not uh, it, that's the that's the impression I had of someone like Chris. But I also also think of someone like Freddie Mercury as well. He's one of my great heroes. And again, you just feel like he sort of understood what it was going to be like. He was unique, he, he was so was flamboyant yeah. and and um, but uh, you know and had the right clothing and the right look and the and seemed to just have the right demeanor for it. But I just found as soon as we we had all these great songs that comprised hopes and fears and out we went and people loved the songs and the, and the album really resonated in a way that we just never expected. Um, I mean, we hoped it would, we yeah. never expected it. And suddenly we were there and it was, Oh my God, this is, this is terrifying. Of and, course it is. Yeah. <laughs> and as I said, you were so young yeah. and, and you can't, yeah, maybe uh, Chris, so weird every time I say that, I think of Chris Evans as well because he was one of those people that everyone said he just knew, you know, very right. focused. Yeah. But um, Chris Martin and and that that they have this attitude, and Freddie as well, you, as you said, have this way of going in. But there was something really alarming, whether you're ready or not, to have mm. an album that everybody's playing, yeah. everybody's talking about. It's, it's do it's it's resonating with everybody. Must be the biggest thrill, but the most terrifying yeah. thing ever. Oh, well, it was definitely a thrill. And it, and it's. I think maybe it's slightly one of my regrets in life is that I wasn't... Because I think that's the other thing is that you've got to enjoy it while it happens. And I think I struggled to enjoy it because of the level of scrutiny yeah. and and also, yeah, and, and I just felt very self-conscious you know, you're talking about knowing yourself and mm. learning to kind of like yourself. That's been a project that's taken me 20 years, you know. And at that time, I just, I didn't, I wasn't equipped emotionally or mentally to deal with all of that stuff. And so I and so I wasn't really as present as I wish I could have been. And I, and also the other thing is, that, of course, it happens. You know, suddenly you're right in the limelight. You think, well, this is going to last forever. Well, at least that's what I thought. Oh, yeah, it'll just be a continuous, like, um, sort of upwards trajectory to the stars. And, of course, for most people, most bands, you have your moment and then a, then it's sort of... 
And that's really, that's even tougher than that (laughs) initial godlike status. Then you go crash. And that crash is a really tough crash. It can be a very small crash or very big crash. But there is no one that prepares you for that either. So you're getting it. You're being slapped at the beginning. You're slapped halfway through. (laughs) You know, it's, there's a lot. Oh, it's a a tough life. It's a tough life. But but I don't think anybody who's not in that can understand Mm. it because they're looking at it and go, oh. Yeah. Rock stars. They're yeah. rock gods. Oh, yeah. wow. They're famous. They can get on an aeroplane. They can get a table wherever, you know, yeah. all of those things that people yeah. still imagine. Because if you if you speak to uh, young kids, the amount of uh, sort of 10, 11 year olds who say, What do you want to be yeah. when you're older? Oh, I want to be famous. <laughs> yeah. And that, that is, I always yeah. find it extraordinary when someone says, I, w- I just want to be famous. Yeah. What do you want to be famous for? Oh, no. Just want to be famous. Yeah. I'll go on YouTube. I'm going to be famous. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that seems like a perilous path to take, in my opinion. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Fame's an odd thing. Yeah. Yeah, and in fact, I feel like uh, I'm, I, I'm much happier these days not for the most part, at least, not being recognised, being able to sort of go under the radar. Um, I mean, there's a, but there's a, my ego will still say, oh, wouldn't it be nice to be kind yeah, of, of yeah, yeah, back in that place? But, but I think rationally I look at it and I think, no, I'm much happier being able to be an artist, be creative, have a lovely set of fans, a great following that sustains me, and that is more than enough, really. And doing what you love, which is being a, wiping snot off your trousers with kids. <laughs> yeah, well, that too. Yeah, you know, yeah. having a good balance to life. It's a hard thing to find if you're a musician because, well, like I said to you, you become you become absorbed yeah. by the creative process and that sort of takes you away from your family. Even if you're at home, you can, as I say, you can look a bit vacant a lot of the time or, or thinking... Why don't you watch a bit a bit more Peter Rabbit so I can go and you know sit in my studio and figure this idea out? Um, so yeah, getting that balance right is tough. But then also there's the time away. You know, it's just weeks. how do you how do you do how do you cope with that? Lots of FaceTime. Yeah, well, my daughter who's nine, she's she kind of just she's she's kind of learnt to accept it now. She almost sort of just forgets that I exist for the three we, we generally have a, a three week touring policy it's sort of a maximum of three weeks so I think that's about as much as kids can handle yeah. really um, so she so she over the years she's kind of got used to me going away and in fact she doesn't really even need the FaceTime she just knows that we can strike up where we left off when that's, we get so, home. But that's lovely yeah and I think the, the flip side to that is obviously I also have lots of long extended periods of time where I'm am at home so you know that's 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 the payoff in that regard but my my 3 year old i mean he's he's going to be furious i can tell i'm going to get really? real cold oh yeah he'll, i'll get proper cold shoulders from him i reckon um because there's quite quite a bit of touring coming up over the next year or so so when where, so when does all of that start then 
Well, it's not nothing. <laughs> I've got to be careful what I say. Oh, right. Is it secret? Yes. There's, okay. there's, there's, um, all I'll say is that it's 20 years next year since the first Keen album. That's what I was going to ask you. Yeah. So, going, yeah. so um, well, there it. may or may not be some sort of celebration of that. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what people are all wanting. Yeah. And you've just said it without saying it, which is great. <laughs> yeah. And um, I'll be in the front row for that one. Then I'll yeah. say, yeah, you see, I told you he said it, but he didn't say it. Yeah. Um, uh, I, it feels remiss for us not to talk about all the, the, the stuff that we keep um, mentioning because you talk about it so openly. And right. all the interviews that I've watched, uh, I mean, I've interviewed you before, but all the interviews I've watched and all the stuff that I've read and everything you've done, I majorly salute you for being so honest but in a very, seem, it feels not terribly self-indulgent. Oh, right. look at me. Look what I've <laughs> been through. I've been through this. I've been right. through this. It's yeah. like, okay, here are the facts. This yeah. is what I've gone through. Yeah. It was really tough time. And I've had a few tough times. Mm. But here I am now. And I, it, I, I love the way you talk about it. Does right. that make sense? I, sometimes you just feel that people are yeah. gushing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's my, that's my experience. Uh, and obviously, I wrote an album about my addiction so in a way <laughs> as soon as I did that as soon as I had all these songs that were about that part of my life I kind of felt like it was funny because I remember when I'd written that record The Wave uh, I had um, I had a meeting with a guy who works he's a, he's a he's a friend really he's a journalist but I thought I'd have a chat with him before releasing the record to talk about you know how to go about approaching promoting it and and just to, yeah talk talking about the songs and all of that and it was funny because he said he said are you well you are you actually thinking of talking about you know your addiction and everything that and the stories behind the songs I was like yeah of course I am <laughs> like I really felt like it was important to set them all in context and he was quite surprised at the time but I think it probably the, the thing for me was that it it Really, what it reflected was just the fact that I'd gone from being a very closed off, repressive sort of individual to doing a lot of therapy and talking very candidly in therapy and opening up in that and just thinking, well, that's just the way to be now. Just be yourself and be honest and mm. talk honestly about stuff. Um, so it didn't even feel like scary to make that leap. It was just like, why? Why would I be uh, worried about talking about my experiences, good or bad? Mm. Um, that's just what you know. We but are as human you, beings. Yeah, but it's the way you've done it. I suppose. Right. I suppose that's what I mean more than than talking about it. And I love yeah. I love people for for their honesty and doing all of that. But I think it's the way you haven't done it as pity me. There's no right. pity me, and there's no. no poor me. Right. No. Well. Good. I'm glad that comes across. Um, it's interesting because it, at the time that record came out, which was 2016 or something, feels it still felt that time like the whole kind of debate on mental health and it was still everything still felt very stigmatized. Um, talking about yeah, that so stuff. yeah, actually that recently you're right yeah, yeah. and it's, it's so it's interesting it just even in this short period of time how much things have changed and evolved in. In that regard, so I guess it was a bit of a zeitgeisty moment for me. Really, I just happened to be 
part of that shift and was able to talk about things without kind of it you know when I first like years ago when I first went into rehab in 2006 or whatever I mean it was in the sun there were paps hiding in the bushes at the priory no oh yeah oh yeah people and I, I remember even going when I first went to the priory I remember the guy I talked to there he said well you know this is going to get out into the press and I and I thought, oh okay. <laughs> it was like there's, there wasn't even, yeah, there was no sense that it, things were going to be kept private. It was just like, well, this is going to come. It, that that's the way it was in those days, though. It's hard to imagine now that there was no sort of sense of discretion. It was like it will get out. But why and, is it anybody's business? Well, Sorry I, to be, you know, I, yeah. I I I love your music. Yeah. And and I'm very sorry. I'm I'm I don't mean you, but I'm saying a a performer. Why is it our business that they are doing that until they choose to tell yeah. us if they want to? Yeah, well, I don't know. And it certainly in those days felt like it was more because it it generated such good headlines and good stories. But that must have been it, really tough for you to I, handle. Oh, I was and your such a mess. It was only just another layer of mess, yeah, really. Of so it didn't, it, yeah, I mean, it, yes, it was upsetting and difficult to deal with. But, but what about your family around you? Did, uh, did I think they? they were just worried about me, really. Okay. I mean, maybe, I mean, I'm from quite a middle-class family, so maybe there was a certain sense of embarrassment about you know let's not talk about yeah exactly let's not discuss it what are we going to have for Sunday lunch but these days I think when people end up in in trouble like you know with addiction or depression or or eating disorders any of these things it seems to be that that um there's not such a sense of um you know joy or whatever or, or derision or whatever that sort of derive from um you know what's written in the press um it's more of a there seems to be at least more of a sympathetic view of those kind of things let's um, hope well it feels <laughs> like that maybe yeah. maybe, maybe yeah. i'm deluded no i don't think you are i think i think you know people are very much more aware of mental yeah. health and everybody talks about it much more well yeah for example i mean you said i don't even know about this lewis capaldi thing but you're saying yeah no it was, it was in the yeah it was right. in the news this morning yeah and he made he's... the documentary and yeah that was in Oh, it's a tough watch. Yeah, but very good. And very yeah, but great. you see, he'd have been laughed at or lambasted, or it would have been written about in a kind of uh, um, unfair way. Well, look at Rob, twenty years. What ago. Robbie yeah. went through, yeah. and um, like you say, and what you went through, and actually, then you go back to Ed, who I just mentioned, and him coming out and saying what had happened in his family mm. years ago. We would have known about it probably before they all did. Yeah. You're quite right. Yeah. Mate, oh, it'd be lovely if it's all, if it forever changes. Yeah. You'd hope so. That's, yeah, that would be nice. Um, for you, though, now, that and, and the other thing that I sort of see you talking about a lot is that you wouldn't have changed that. You wouldn't have changed anything no. because that's made no. you what you are. So yeah. that's about living in the moment. That And it does come with age. Yeah, <laughs> Just yeah. Just point that. It does come with age. Well, it's definitely, it forced me to look at myself in a deeper way than I ever would have done otherwise. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, it, I, otherwise I, yeah, my, it, it, I was so clearly so unhappy that it sort of fueled this 
addictive behaviour. But and but the addictive behaviour took it so far in a certain direction that I ended up having a choice between either getting well or probably ending up dying from those problems. And so, you know, mercifully, I did manage to get well. And I think, you know, I, I'm sort of grateful. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I feel sort of grateful for the fact that I was forced into that place because now I've, I've sort of gone on this sort of inward journey in therapy and through writing and being creative that I don't think I'd have ever been able to make otherwise if I hadn't had those problems so yeah I, it's part of me I have to accept that. So in any form of celebration that may or may not be happening of the <laughs> yeah. 20 years um, will that be uh, for you inside a celebration or will it be Oh gosh, this is a little scary. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I'll. I think I'll really. Yeah. Oh god, I'm gonna. I'm talking. Yeah, we're gonna be talking about it now, aren't we? Um, <laughs> yes. Um, no, it will be a celebration. I think um, the the thing that's hard to get right is obviously you don't. You know, as an artist, you always want to be moving forwards and doing something new. So to do something that's looking back at the past and a golden moment. Some might say it's a golden moment in the, in the past. Um, is yeah, there's a there's a sense of trepidation about mm. looking backwards. So there has to be a way of doing it that feels fresh, I suppose. But regardless, it's you know that's a record that obviously changed our lives completely, and it meant so much to so many people. Uh, you you know, we were saying this before we started chatting. Uh, on air, as it were, but you, you were saying you know, oh, songs smells. and albums and things. That album, yeah. I, I instantly know where I was. I know the car journeys. I know the smells. Yeah. I know it's it's yeah. a seminal album. Yeah, and and I I love listening to it again, even though some of the things that I remember from that time might not have been celebratory yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But that album made me think, and that's why I was saying for you. I suppose it's a celebration, but it will make you think, which is yeah, what the yeah. audience, funnily enough, yeah. that's what we want. As well. I think it'll be nice to be reminded of 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 the success of it and everything that happened. Um, yeah, there were because there were loads of great times. I mean, I don't. I sort of feel like I have a tendency to sometimes paint that period of my life as you know, I was terrified and felt screwed. But there were loads of great things happening as well. So I'm sure it'll And friendships up again. You're all yeah. you're all okay again. We really are, yeah. 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 Um That's another yeah. thing you've been so open about, which I yeah. salute you for. You know, and it, and the fact that you weren't and now you are, mm. just how lovely. Yeah, well, it, Keen is. I mean, because we grew up in the same town and went to the same schools, we we're, we're kind of like brothers, really. And it's very hard, you know, for you uh, like sort of families or whatever. Yeah, you, know, you can you can get sort of pushed apart or live separate lives. But when you come back together, there's a there's a connection that is hard to replicate with new friendships or new, mm. you know. Um, sort of endeavours that you're doing it's it's so deeply in the fabric of who we are that um and I, and I sort of feel like 
as I've got older, I recognise the importance of that. And I think, you know, I'm trying to do everything I can these days to make sure that we can make it work. Because I think a lot of bands, you know, what happens to a lot of bands is that they they have the same dream, they start out in the same direction, everyone's pulling in the same direction and it, and it gets them to this point and everything's great for a while and, there's a, you know, there's a, you, you have your success and and then suddenly the cracks start to appear because people start wanting different things or you fall out over the business mm. um, or you get sick of the sight of each other because you're in this kind of confined bubble for, for, for so much of your time. And gradually, this seems to be the natural state of most bands. They start to kind of sort of fall to bits. And... Um, you know, I think that that probably did happen. Well, I'm sh- that did happen to us, definitely. And um, there were resentments and things that we were unhappy about and things that were unspoken. Uh, and uh, yes, and I think it, had it not been for the fact that we've all done a bit of work on ourselves uh, and we've all um, grown up a bit and and we all, all recognise the importance of how deep those connections are that we sort of found a way to to reunite and work at it you know and really prioritize that side of things um because yeah i can just i can see how easily it happens to bands and then they never Mm. they never reunite and when they do it's all a bit fake maybe yeah yeah Yeah. and it certainly isn't that with keen i think there's a lot of love for each other okay so whether you do or you don't i'm so looking forward to it um what brings you joy um oh i I was meant to bring something yeah no we'll do that we'll do that after okay this is just in there so what brings me joy um well uh so i've got sort of (laughs) sets i've got um there are sort of probably four or five things that I've sort of narrowed it down now to the th- the things that I enjoy in my life. Four um, or f- that's a lot. Okay. I'm, I'm well, looking forward I mean, to it. <laughs> so, writing songs, being creative, take, you know, making that, albums, taking one? them out on the road. That's, that's one. one. Okay. That's, that one? that's, that's sort one. Of one. Okay, that's a lot. Thing. It's a big fat one. It's got one. many, many faceted fat one. things. Okay, yeah. Then I love sport. So I love golf i love playing football uh and i love going fishing okay um you have and... to choose one of those to do right now which one um just one now i can't play golf you were i was knew yeah. you'd go golf okay all right so you got that <laughs> yeah and then um are you gonna mention your family at all th- this is this is <laughs> This is the great crescendo that I'm working towards. Oh, thank God you reminded me. <laughs> no, because I, I do the same. No. Anybody ask me, I always say, oh, television and radio and podcasting. Yeah. And what about yeah. your family? Oh, you know them too, yeah. Yeah, well, no, of course. My my family, my kids, my wife. My wife is, uh, yeah. Oh, will, she be li- will she listen to this? I'm going to send she it to her it, privately. Yeah. No, uh, <laughs> no, but she she has been an amazing... Um, You've been together a long time. Yeah, yeah. We got together just before the Hopes and Fears was released, so t- pretty much twenty years now. Um, so, yeah, and and she, um, she's actually she's a psychotherapist. That's so she... useful. <laughs> That's useful. They have that well planned, well thought out. Um, and it, what's great is that she, 
she really understood that my problems were, uh, you know, something to be worked through and something to be understood. And that I think she believed ultimately that I would get there. But she had to put up with a lot of shit along the way. I mean, she really did. And so I'm always very grateful to her for for um, for sort of enduring those difficult times and for being so understanding. But she, I suppose she has that sort of psychological thinking, you know, where she can she can see past the sort of superficial stuff and see see what's going on deeper underneath. Um, and that's very be very helpful. And of course, now I've gone through so much therapy, we can we can sort of talk in those terms as well. So we're always we're always checking in with each other and psychoanalyzing uh, psych- one another. Psychoanalyzing each other. Oh, yeah. Good evening. Right. How's your day been? Let's go through it all. <laughs> oh yes, indeed. So so you know, and um, and also she just she kind of. I think a lot of the time she knows me better than I know myself. I think I know myself better these days, but she still knows me better than I know myself. So, you know, and it can be as simple as like, you can't wear that with that, you know, because <laughs> I'll, I'll get dressed and I'll think, yeah, that looks good. And so I'll walk down and say, you can't, you, that does not go. <laughs> uh, but it could, so it could be as sort of superficial as that, but it, uh, but also like, you know, the bigger stuff, the bigger questions. And, and life is always throwing that stuff up, isn't it? Like, what should I... You know, should I be doing this? Why am I doing that? Why am I why am I feeling this way? You know, and she's very good at helping me to to keep on top of that stuff. Do you so. laugh a lot together? We do yeah, we do laugh a lot. We're quite rude to each other as well. I think that's um in in a <laughs> sounds bad, but like you know, we we are um I don't know what you're gonna say in a what I'm suddenly thinking, oh my goodness, what's no, he gonna admit? <laughs> How can you can you be rude in a loving yes, way? Yes, of course I think you can. You can. Yes. Oh yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah. I suppose that's what I mean. Um, you know, we tear little strips off each other a lot of the time, but we do. Of course, yeah. Of course, we laugh. Yeah. And you, when you talk about how you beam, you ha- you actually properly like a big beaming smile when you right. talk about her. That's so yeah, lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. <laughs> tell her. That's tell the, her I said that. That's the snippet that we can send her. <laughs> well, we'll quote. Yeah. We'll we'll edit that down, and you can send it straight. Look what I said about you. Yeah. Oh, right. Let's so move lovely. on from her anyway. Playing <laughs> <laughs> too much smoke up her ass now. But, um, and my kids, obviously. I mean, and it was funny because I was going to one of the things I was going to bring was every time they say something ridiculous or hilarious or or yes, or funny, funny, or whatever it is, we write it down. And she do you? Wa- That's a brilliant idea. Yeah. My wife, uh, she. She's writing a letter per year to to each kid. What? That she's going to let them have when they're That's just made me that's just made me well up. <laughs> no, it's nuts. Why haven't I done that for my girls? Oh don't don't no, she's what she's a she's running idea. she feels like she's running out of steam already. Yeah, Freya, our daughter's nine and she's like maybe i'll just start doing it every few years now because it's quite no, a please lot keep to doing do. it it's a well, so what do, does she put in there what she what writes just about and... what's happened during the year and yeah and about the, the nature of her relationship to them and, the, and and of course the amusing things that they've said and done um you should do a book of it i mean you, you should do a, a like a an exercise some of the book. stuff they've said though is just oh it's unrepeatable <laughs> tell us one that's going to make everybody laugh Oh, I can't, I can't. You're actually, you're blushing. <laughs> no, I can't. I don't know whether I can say this because I think people might be shocked. Okay, don't say it then. Yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> Something very... No, no, I no, can't don't go say, there. No, I no, can't go there. I'll can tell you off air. OK, <laughs> I can tell by your face. It's that your face is going, oh. Um, uh, Tom, thank you. You really. I'm looking forward to the whatever it is that yeah. you might be doing next yeah. year with some other people. Um, but thank you for the music. But also thank you for just being one of my favourite people that I interviewed. And um, so when I interviewed you on the radio, I had, that's yeah. why I had to message you straight away because you're one of the people, you just want people want to be around because you're a good guy. So thank you very much. Well, it's been lovely to come up and do this. So thanks for having me. <laughs> 